You are listening to Pokemon Rose, a nostalgic look back at the Pokemon series, with your host, Dan Hughes. All right, Ash and Pikachu have left us. It's time for a new beginning. That's my, uh, my best impression of the narrator from Pokemon. A new beginning. That's pretty good. I'll keep working on it. But we're going to leave behind red and blue and green version, the original first generation, and we're going to start talking about the second generation, gold and silver, and then eventually crystal version. This was magnificent, this transition into the second generation. And it came at a time that can only be described, and is often described, as Pokemania. Pokemon was eating the world in late 1999, early 2000. It was everywhere. It was, I mean, it, it's a household name now, but it can't be uh, underestimated how huge this franchise was at this point in time. It was uh, absolutely gangbusters in Japan, but the amount of fervor around the series in the States was incredible. And I think there's a number of reasons for that. First of all, the anime was really successful. It was all over the place. I think it was a lot of kids' first introduction to anime, to Japan, and it got people really excited. You know, it's going around kind of befriending these magical pets and going on an adventure. It was about a 10-year-old kid, and most kids who were engaging with Pokemon were thereabouts in age, maybe a little bit younger. It was just a, an incredible marketing force. Toys were everywhere, licensed and unlicensed, bootleg and real. It was all over the place. The show was huge. The games were huge. Uh, I know that most kids my age only had a Game Boy or Game Boy Color to play Pokemon. In fact, I think most, if not all of my friends, probably only thought of the Game Boy as a Pokemon machine. Uh, it's just the way that it was. That's what you played on it. It was almost weird to see somebody with a different game other than blue or red. Uh, if they had like a Super Mario game, you'd be like, oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that it could do that. <laughs> but it was all over the place. So when we heard that there was going to be another game coming out, another two games, gold and silver version, I, it set the world on fire. It was unbelievable. And the games did not disappoint now, I'm going to make this claim. I have a lot of fondness for basically every generation of Pokemon, um, especially after I've gone back and played some of the ones that I missed. But nothing holds a candle to my affinity for gold and silver version. It, it was, I mean, almost impossible to describe how exciting this was. And it came at a very particular point in my life, too. Because Red and Blue and the anime and the Pokemon cards and all the toys, that all happened while I was living in New Hampshire. And Pokemon Gold and Silver came out right at the time that my family up and moved to Ohio. This was tough for me. All of my family and friends were in New Hampshire. My grandparents lived right down the road from us. It was a very special place. And... I'd be lying if I said I wasn't devastated when we moved so far away. But I had Pokemon. And no matter what would go on at school 
or however tough things were, it was a common language that I could use with kids to make friends and talk to them about things that we all understood. I have a very particular memory of another friend of mine, Jason, who was one of those first kids I met in Ohio who was really nice to me and kind of, you know, took me under his wing, showed me around the school. Uh, we weren't that close, but he was just a nice guy who, well, you know, was a friend. And I remember I took him, uh, we went on a birthday trip to a theme park. I think it was Cedar Point. Must have been. And it was about a two-hour drive from where we were. And the entire time, we played Pokemon Gold. That was his version. And Pokemon Silver. That was mine. In the back of my parents' station wagon as we drove up to Cedar Point. And we had such a fun time, both at the theme park and playing the game. But I remember playing the game. I don't really remember the theme park. So that was a lot of uh, important memories in Ohio for me, especially in the 1999-2000 era. And Pokemon Gold and Silver did not disappoint. It was an entire departure in a lot of ways from the original game while maintaining so much of its own roots. I'm going to talk about a lot of Gold and Silver content in the next few episodes. Believe you me, I have a lot to say. But what I would like to kind of hone in on in this episode is the new beginning aspect. Pokemon didn't rest on its laurels. It didn't just make the same game again. It made an incredible leap forward in storytelling, in gameplay, in mechanics, in music, in world building. Suddenly, Pokemon wasn't just the world from the anime or from the first game. It was so much broader than that. There was an entirely different region. It wasn't just that the Kanto region of the first game was the only thing in the world. Suddenly, there was this new place called Johto, and it drove our imaginations crazy, because if there's another place like that, how many other places are there? How many other places have we not explored or traveled around with our Pokemon in? It was so cool and so exciting that it was just mind-blowing as a kid. And I'd remind you that I didn't really have that much video gaming experience prior to this. So having that as my first sequel to a game that I loved, it was like Christmas every day playing Pokemon Gold and Silver. Again, I'm going to probably be gushing about this game for the next few episodes, but what I would like to say is this. Pokemon Gold and Silver took the series in a really important direction. It came at a time that was historically very relevant for Pokemon, and it basically knocked it out of the park at the exact right moment for Pokemon. It was about 100 new Pokemon. It was a brand new area, like I said. It was three years after Red and Blue, so things had progressed. Not only did you travel around Johto, and fight alongside Lance, the champion from the Pokemon League. But you met an all-new set of gym leaders. You had a new rival, who I'm going to be talking about very extensively in the next episode, who was uh, meaner and crueler than Gary was. You had a story 
outside of the gym uh, collecting, the gym badge collecting. You had these incredible legendary Pokemon, Lugia and Ho-Oh, as well as the three uh, legendary dogs or cats, depending on who you ask, Entei, Raikou, and Suicune. And you just got the sense that the world was much bigger than you thought it was. And at a time in my life where I was realizing that myself, realizing that there were people outside of New Hampshire and that things worked differently the further away from home that you got, it was very comforting to know that the world of Pokemon was growing with me. So I just did a lot of teasing. But if you want a great example of a new beginning, of a new journey, a beautiful step in the right direction, you can look no further than Pokemon Gold and Silver. And I would say that it not only took everything forward, but it set the stage for what Pokemon would eventually become in the following years. It wasn't just a one-trick pony. This was a fantastic, successful franchise that would not only delight and entertain people, but it would ask questions about the player-avatar relationship, what it means to grow, and what it means to change a dream that you once had. So, here's to a new beginning. We're going to be looking at gold and silver and eventually crystal version in the next few episodes. I'm really looking forward to it, and I know that if I could reach back in time and tell my younger self sitting next to Jason in the car that if I was going to talk about Pokemon on a magical radio show, he'd probably be ecstatic. So join me in this new chapter of Pokemon.